Farming with Robots. That's our textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Thanks for tuning in. Joining us from Solinth Tech is Chief Operating Officer Daniel Padrao. Thank you for taking the time, Daniel. Thank you, Fred. Thank you for having us. Well, give us a bit of background first about your company. You're, you're based in Brazil, right? Actually, the company was founded in Brazil, uh, and we have um, had we have offices and headquarters in different parts of the world. So our main headquarter it is in Brazil, and then we have a second headquarters for North America that uh, that it is in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana. Interesting. Well, tell us a little more background about what you do. <clears throat> Yeah, so I think a, a good way to explain what Solinth Tech does, it is um, explaining like agriculture today. So in agriculture, we spent a lot of time on new crop protection, new seeds, and new ways to apply the inputs that we've been developing. And like how to be, every time, how to be more precise and how you apply that, uh, that input. And at the same time, we spent a lot of time on how to make machines more efficient, how to create you know, amazing machines uh, and you know, very efficient. And to do that, we, I don't know, we create a larger and larger and larger machine. So today we have a very large machines with a lot of technology. The problem today, it is when you look for the size of the machines and how we operate machines today, and when we look for the prescriptions that we did, it's almost impossible to make that prescription happen. So, and because of the cost of that, because of the cost of the machines and because of like trying to be more efficient and cover more ground, we, I, I would say that most of the time, the operations uh, uh, win this battle. So you ended up being efficient in the way you run a machine, but not being efficient in the way you apply inputs. So there is a gap between the plan that you set and what you really execute. And that's what Solinf Tech does. What we try to do is to close this gap, to merit those two things with the field, but with the field uh, and looking for the field as an ecosystem. How, how, could you, how can we merit all of that and make agriculture more efficient? How to marry all of that and to take the most of the inputs that we are using? That's what Solinf Tech does using data science, especially data science in real time. That, that's uh, that's the goal. And to do that, we develop uh, softwares, hardware, sensors, and uh, I mean, now robotics. Well, tell us what you have built now. Okay, so today we have a platform that allowed you to set your plans to, for agriculture. And after you set your plan, so we have the seed that, you're, that you is going to plant, uh, the trait that you're going to use, the crop protection that you're going to use. We put together all the layers of information. So uh, weather, efficiencies, uh, the, the team that it is involved with, and uh, you know, so another uh, data that we have uh, behind the scenes. We run some machine learning algorithms and we create schedules. We communicate these schedules across your fleet of machine and across your team. And uh, we in real time, we keep changing and adapting this plan to make sure that you're going to do this. So it's a platform. And now what we are doing it is we were missing like field information, very detailed field, field information. It's really hard to capture that. And it's really important to 
learn what's happening in the field, to learn about that ecosystem and to trigger operations, like how, like what is the right time to do an operation and even measure the result of that operation. That's why we decided to build the robot. And we are really, really, really impressed with the level information and how it changed uh, and how it will change the way we prescribe, the way we deal with uh, that specific field. So describe this robot for us. I understand you have a partnership with Growmark on this. Yeah. So what is the idea? Why we decided to build this robot? So today we see, um, so robotics are becoming uh, part of agriculture. Uh, but what we are seeing, it is a lot of companies developing robots to specific tasks, to pick an apple, to pick a strawberry, to take care of a lettuce, and sometimes even like taking care of a small plot of, uh, uh, of row crops. So as a company, what we really want to do is to take those robots to the field, to a production area, and uh, run it. So Grow Markets, an amazing partnership uh, to do it because we've been working together in the last three years and th that's an expansion of our partnership. Uh, what we want to do is like working with Grow Market that really understands agriculture for you know, 100 years to help us to better understand how can we use all the potential of robotics. So that, that's, that's the idea of the partnership. We already have our solutions running with Growmark. They already have the platform. So the idea is we're gonna connect this robot, test that in real fields in production and understand the value that we are adding to the agri-tail, to the co-ops and to farmers, and then uh, make this uh, commercial available next year. Uh, you asking me about the robot. So the robot, it's, uh, it's a device, uh, solar powered. So it will run the idea. It is, it will be a device that will be in the field running 24 hours per day, seven days per week through the whole season. So it will be there. Uh, I, I like to say scanning the field, scanning plant by plant, scanning the ecosystem and giving different information through the season. The idea it is, uh, it is that this thing will be autonomous, will be there like taking care of your field <clears throat> for the whole season. And at the same time that we are collecting and triggering information, it is connect the, the platform. So I think it differentiates us a lot because if you have just a robot, it doesn't allow you to change the way you're doing things, not like to make decisions, especially make decisions in real time. So that's why we are so excited. So is it reporting back, is it, say I'm a farmer, is it reporting back to me? Is, does it have like a cellular kind of connection or how is it communicating? Yeah, it needs a cellular um, phone connection. But uh, what we can do sometimes, we know that uh, even though we have a pretty good coverage, uh, cell phone coverage in the US, so in some rural areas, we don't. So what the robot does, it is if it doesn't have a signal at that specific moment, it goes to a place where it has and send information to the cloud and there we will process and I don't know, send information to the stakeholders. And what is it going to be telling me? <laughs> so at this moment, we are, we are testing uh, models, but uh, what, we, what we are doing and collecting, it starts with emergence. So uh, how that plant emerge, how that plant emerge, and then we go to stand count, uh, then weed pressure, 
and after with pressure, how was the control, the quality of the control, and then pests, um, diseases, and nutrition until we get the end of the season. Obviously, for sure, there are other things that we don't know yet. And this is the idea with the partnership with Growmark, but this is like this is our first roadmap. So it's programmable to be able to do different things. It's using cameras. Yeah, so cameras and sensors. <clears throat> cameras and sensors to, to detect moisture, other kinds of things? or Yeah, at this point, we are not detecting moisture. It's something that we have in our roadmap, but that's uh, what, not what we are doing today. At this point, we are collecting information on the top of the canopy and below the canopy, uh, but mainly from what I was telling you, like uh, emergency to diseases, insects, and but for sure, you're totally right. That's a... Uh, that's an interesting thing to have like moisture and evapotranspiration, for example. <clears throat> is it designed to do anything else like some of the physical chores and, you know, that, uh, that a farmer would be needing or it's just going to tell him that this or that is needed? No, actually, so the first idea it is to tell them what, uh, what is needed and trigger the operation, kind of tell them this is the right uh, time to spray this product that you have planned. But it's not uh, going to do the actual spraying. So uh, for sure, like at this point, we are laser focused on solving this problem and better understand what farmers need and what agriculture needs. But obviously it is a platform that can evolve like the robot itself. It's a platform that can evolve in different ways. But at this point, we are like learning what will add more value to farmers. So it could perhaps down the road with different uh, equipment added to it, be able to do other things, I suppose, yeah, if you decide absolutely. to develop that. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what are your thoughts about the, the uh, future of farming and the, and the use of robotics um, and what it means to, to agriculture? So I think, especially from what we are seeing, like uh, we've been developing this robot the, for the last uh, three years. And in the U.S. for one year, three years in Brazil, one year in the U.S. And uh, what we are seeing it is it, it changes a lot the way we've been uh, doing things because it gives you a level of information that is totally different. So the way we see that it is we are going to empower uh, agronomists, so sales agronomists and agronomists from uh, retailers and farmers uh, to take the most of the inputs they're using. And I think... Robots will be somebody in the field taking care of that uh, <clears throat> that part of the field or that field uh, through the whole season. And uh, that's the way we see. We see something there helping farmers and giving farmers, I don't know, more time to be more strategic about how they farm. So that's, uh, and obviously robots connected to the overall uh, fleet and robots connected to the overall platform, helping to orchestrate what happens in, in the farm. <clears throat> and from the farmer's perspective, uh, this would have to make economic sense for him or her. So tell us how that's going to work out. This is this is a purchase because it stays, <laughs> it's there operating, you said, through a whole season. Yeah, so you are totally right. So when we decided to do the robot, uh, something that we uh, we decided to do it is this robot has to be something affordable. It can't be, I don't know, a very expensive uh, device because we want to, I don't know, scale that fast because we'll just 
be able to tackle the challenges that agriculture uh, has today if we grow it fast, if we scale this thing up uh, really fast. So it will be an affordable uh, device. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's how we think. Business model for that, especially in the US, uh, it's another thing that we want to do with uh, Growmark, working with Growmark. It is like figuring out the value that we're going to add to really decide what to do and, and even talk with farmers to see what uh, fits the best for them. And that's uh, where we are. And the height here, I assume, is adjustable depending upon the crop because uh, I guess corn is different from soybeans and things like that. Yeah, honestly, like... Uh, you were right. We've been doing that and uh, we've been adapting. So every time that we try to come with the business model for a specific product, we really first we measure the value that we are adding to farmers. And to, I can't tell you at this moment, but you're right. Uh, maybe like a, it's, it's based on the value that we are adding. Interesting. Yeah. For more information, where can people go? So they can go to our website and they can call us uh, and we are definitely uh, happy to talk more about it and learn, uh, get different perspectives from farmers, from retailers. So just uh, like call us or send an email. We'll love to talk more about it. And this can help to solve the, the issues that many farmers face today mm -hmm. in terms of uh, manpower, having enough uh, people yeah, out there so in the fields. Yeah, so the in different ways, like with the platform, in different ways, we tackle um, most of the problems that we have today. So men and how to perform our operations in a more efficient way, taking the most of the inputs that I'm using uh, and then like going more deep and it is resistant weeds, uh, how to, uh, I don't know, have higher yields to better understand my fields, how to get there at the right moment, so the environmental issues and even like to how to report what I did in my fields and to, I don't know, different, uh, pro, different uh, programs as carbon, for example. So for sure, it, it tackles many uh, things. S-O-L-I-N-F-T-E-C.com. Daniel Padaro, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers, and that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, Without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.